I'm riding down Elvis Presley Boulevard. I'm riding down Elvis Presley Boulevard. Got the dog boot, the soft nigga in the heart. You could tell them crackers, they can go and get the dogs. I'm riding down Elvis Presley Boulevard. Riding down Elvis Presley Boulevard. Got the boy, got the girl, and I got the heart. Tell them pussy crackers, they could bring the dogs. I got Priscilla. All right, and welcome back to the EPB podcast. This is episode number 17. 17 already, man. Um, We are in the Christmas season, and we are being festive and joyous and all that good shit. Uh, I am Joel Jackson. You can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, and whatnot at Boomer4568. And I am here with my three uh, very, 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 very merry good friends, uh, Nisha, Bridget, and Ted. How y'all doing today? What up? Hey, Dern. Good. Hey, Mom, Dern. <laughs> doing good, doing good. So everybody's chilling, you know. It's uh, a couple weeks before Christmas, and you know everybody's uh, getting ready. So, you know how that is. Y'all got anything uh, special going on? None. Can't wait for this last week of me working this year. I'm out. You and me both. I cannot wait. You motherfuckers really don't have to rub that shit. I know, right? I'm like sitting here like, shit, okay, this is the last week for me having to drive Al off to school. (laughs) Then I got to go to work. And then the last two weeks of the year blocked out because it's end of the year and I work in the private sector for investment. So that shit just ain't the bee's knees. Think about the positives though. All, all of us who are working in education going to be off. Your drive to work going to be so smooth. There'll be no traffic when niggas be hey, you, get up, you get to get up later. You got to drop L off. Mm. That's See? See, that sounds like some shade. Mm, pretty much. Trying to help you look at the positives. The positive. There's no positive outside of being able to lay up in the bed. But, but while we talking, let's talk about how it, today is December. And it's 13. hot as fuck outside. It is 70 degrees outside. I'm sweating. I'm sweating out my press out and shit. My hair all frizzy. It's hot. What's going on? Okay, because I think after this week, we're supposed to get the rain and then it's supposed to be cold as fuck. Yeah, because yeah, it's raining uh, down here uh, yesterday or Friday. Friday, we were in the 80s. And today it's like 50s, but it's been raining all day. It was raining all, most of yesterday, too. So, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, it's, it's headed child's way. So um, we're going to do the word of the week real quick. Uh, as, as you guys know, if you haven't been keeping up, this is your first time listening to us. But first of all, we do appreciate it. Uh, but we do a Memphis word of the week. Uh, we do reference Urban Dictionary, but we also have our own spin. And this week, we uh, our word is slab. That's S-L-A-B. So, uh, guys, uh, what's, let's talk about slab. What's the definition uh, of the word slab? Well, we're first going to say that there is no definition on Urban Dictionary that matches the Memphis term of what slab is. So go out there and look for it. And before you start, we understand that Houston has a reference or Texas has a reference for the word slab. But for Memphis, slab means basically the interstate. So if you're going to hop on a slab, you know, get on down. Sound like some North Memphis talk for real. That's why it's unfamiliar. 
Because I have never heard. It's a cool ass Slab refers to a slab of concrete. That's right. Which is what the interstates are made of. See how intelligent we are. Black folks, man, you can't, you cannot outdo black people. Let's, let's, let's just go. Nice. You cannot outdo black people. At all. Nice. First time I heard my homeboy say that he rides motorcycles. He was on a slab last night doing 120. I was like, what? He's on a what? And I slab, man. I didn't say it. I was like, oh. I was like, what the fuck is a slab? He was like, my, my, he never heard niggas say slab. You know, because. I mean, I, I like to think that I'm here, but I'm not, not all the way here. <laughs> no, 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 not all the time. It's okay, though. Ain't no way. The slab. The slab. See, now I'm going to go ahead and use that mm-hmm. so all that time. I can feel like I'm in I'm in tune with my people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because they already look at me crazy. So if I just say, yeah, you know, we just, just got out the slab. Oh, for real? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to use slab now. It's an accident on the slab. All right, so your word for the week is slab. That's S L A B. And we're doing the Memphis definition and not the Houston. So uh, we're going to kick it to a commercial break real quick, and we're going to come back with the barbecue pit. This is a really, really, really hot topic, so stick around. Guilty Simpson. Let's go. I'm a fugitive, running from my past. How long will freedom last? I'm swinging knuckles of brass. Motivated hustle for cash. I'm puffing the hash. Leave a rapper on the ground with his jugular slash. <laughs> and laugh at him. It's humorous. A lot of MCs got one style. Me, I got numerous. I stand out so nobody's confusing us. I'm way better. Cold winners, beige leathers, black pistols, red eyes, blue jeans, white widow, caked up, new green. Travel across borders, across water. Being Short on my cash flow is a tall order. Your style shallow like fountains where they toss quarters. Wishing a way to be the pick of the day. When motherfuckers would care to hear the shit to say. On show day, you couldn't get the tickets away. Loser. Step through the door, sharper than a blade from a more Success, you more like the picture before, what a mess I ain't gotta brag when I double cash Come easy like a breezy with a trouble pass Still by popular demand, return like a shirt when you wore with the tag Still found in the C-U-T, eyes low top, oh no S-U-V C-A to the D, what up, talk shit, the shoot fit Equip, get your tongue, shoot string down Stay soundless, I crack jaws, you lock doors we break through the boards in the drywall Pop four, we the highlight You an extra catch shade from the spotlight Right, no pressure, respect, just the best To headline the bill like rent from your next check M.E.D.
All right, we are back for the barbecue picket pit, and um, this week's topic is a pretty hot topic. I think a lot of people have been discussing this on social media all week long. It's the, as Anisha would like to say, it's the birthday boy. Um, Daniel Hostoff, he's a former Oklahoma City Police Department police officer. If you haven't been watching the news, he was uh, recently convicted of um, rape on, I think it was the 10th of December he was convicted. Uh, he was convicted of rape, sexual battery, and a, a whole host of other charges. Um, the charges included sexual battery, forcible oral sodomy, stalking, and rape. Now, the funny thing and the, uh, I guess the, the hilarious thing was that he was convicted by an all-white jury. Eight men and four women. <laughs> now you know if they did convict this brother, it was gonna be it, it was gonna be bad. But he he eventually was convicted. The evidence was pretty much overwhelming. Um, he was pretty strategic in the victims that he chose. They all had criminal backgrounds. Um, some of them were prostitutes, um, drug addicts. But he was really strategic in the victims that he chose. And so he chose these women, um, forced them to perform uh, these acts, these sexual acts on him. And, uh, you know, pretty much had in his mind that because of their previous criminal history, that there was no way that they'd ever be able to, um, you know, do anything to, to hurt him. Uh, I, one thing I found very interesting was uh, one of the victims talked about how they asked her, why, you know, why didn't she do anything after he, after, you know, after she had the encounter with him? He said, or she said, who do you call the police on? Which is a big question. Like, who do you call when it's the police that's, that's committing these acts against you? Who do you call? And uh, another one of his victims talked about how, how hard it's been for her since that time. She's gone through counseling and she's even had a stroke behind this. So um, he faces up to 200, is it 236 years in jail? Yes. 200, 263, I'm sorry. That's my dys dyslexia kicking me, I'm sorry about that. 263 years is what he faces in jail right now. So I'm gonna swing the ta uh, table around and uh, we're gonna get this conversation rolling because I got a lot I want to say, but I'm gonna let them go first because I'm a gentleman. <laughs> I'm a gentleman, <laughs> all right? That's the kind of man you are, yeah, appreciate I, it. I ain't no Daniel Host Call kind of nigga. <laughs> All yeah. right. <laughs> go ahead, Nisha. I'm gonna let you go first. <laughs> After that, how can I say no? <laughs> Feel like I have to. I have to go. Um, Ted basically gave the rundown, but there are a lot of issues with this case and. While I'm, you know, while I feel like we as a community are celebrating the fact that this person is being brought in the court of law and found guilty of these acts, it still brings up the question of, I think I'm just waiting on the sentencing. Like, even though he can face up to 263 years, it's really, I want to see if they're going to give him all that time. Like, I, I'm just, I'm waiting for that. Conviction, because we've seen this before where I think that we get part, but not all of it. We get we get partial justice. We as a community always seem to fall back into this thing of getting and receiving partial justice. Um, and I, I read, you know, of course we, 
we like to, or I like to, when we decide on the topic, just kind of, if, if you hadn't followed it, which I followed this kind of half-ass, I'm not gonna lie about it, because these type of things bring out the ignorance in comments, like, you know, of course, I know his family's gonna support him, but just the overwhelming support for him simply because he was a brother in blue. I just, I, you have got to, and I understand, and. And we've had this subject or we've talked about this topic before as far as the role of police or uh, civil servants that I can't do your job. I would not do your job. I would not sign up for your job. Your job is hard. It's demanding. And I'm not willing to make that sacrifice for I'm just not, you know, so I commend people who do put their lives on the line every day and get up. Don't know if they're going to come home or not. Like, I definitely understand that. But. In the same, for instance, you've got to have some sort of accountability and you've got to realize that your brother ain't always your brother. You can always have that, you know, you're, gonna, you're just going to have people that are going to use and abuse and hide behind the shield. And you've got to be willing to step outside of it and be like, don't let this be a representation of us. I was just, you know, it's not that I wasn't expecting to see the overwhelming support for him, but, you know, but I just... <laughs> I don't know where in his mind he thought that this was okay. Just like to see him cry like an idiot. Oh my God. It was like one of those ugly intervention cries. Like I loved it. I loved it. I didn't even go lie. I loved it. I I, I want to see them like nail his balls to the wall. I am not even lying because he deserves it. You know, to be that, to feel that sense of entitlement and to abuse your power like that, to think that because these women had, you know, criminal backgrounds or they had been arrested before and then you decided to select and go out into the poorest community in Oklahoma City and just like prey on these people. You thought that no one was gonna believe them. They thought no one was gonna believe me them. Their esteem was low. They're you know, like I think when they were doing the jury pool, there was a person that was let go because she had been, you know, oh, wow. She had had an encounter with him and wow. she's like, to be all honest, she, you know, she had to smoke a blunt <laughs> and kind of mellow out before she came because she had had an encounter with him. Like, so it, it's, it's just, I just really want to see the end result. Like, that's my thing. I want to see how it's going to work out towards the end. So, um, Bridget. I mean, you guys pretty much summed it up. Um, I'm, I feel similar about it. Um, I didn't really, you know, I half-ass paid attention to what was going on. Um, but the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about is the lack of TV coverage. Um, even with the sentencing, shit wasn't even on TV. It, was, it wasn't on CNN, it wasn't on MSNBC. You actually had to catch the live feed from somebody posting it on Twitter. Um, so I don't know if that was, I mean, to me, that was a bad thing because it's like you're ignoring the, you know, what happened to these women and you can't help but think that this happened because these women were black. Um, if it was 13 white women that were raped by a police officer, it would have got way more coverage. Way, way, way more coverage. Last name of B. Jenkins. <laughs> B. Uh, uh, Jackson. My quite is Jenkins. <laughs> be underneath Man. the foundation exactly. of the jail, like not the concrete, but the foundation underneath in the center of the fucking universe. And I'm sure we all knew about the case is because of social media and the constant 
um, conversation that was had on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, but yeah, I'm just glad the nigga going to jail. Yeah, I call him a nigga, but um, yeah, I'm glad he gone. He going to jail. Uh, we'll see what happen, happens during the sentencing period. I think he's supposed to get sentenced, what, in January? Okay. Um, and I was glad to see his ass crying, um, even though I was fussing, like, why are you fucking crying, dude? Like, you know what I'm saying? You sitting up here doing all this damn crying, you weren't doing this shit when you were taking advantage of them damn women. So, and for him to get it on his birthday, I mean, <laughs> I was chuckling. Man, <laughs> <laughs> what? Talk about laughing at your plans. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but like I say, I'm. I, I was going to say I don't know if there was a, a blessing that there wasn't much TV coverage because it could have went way left and we could have got the. We could have got the non-guilty verdict and it could have turned into something else. But whatever. It's all good. The man going to jail. Hopefully he going to jail for the rest of his life. He gonna get it in jail. I hate to joke about, you know, rape, but he gonna get it in the bootay. So yeah. But go ahead, um, Joe. Um I mean, I pretty much piggyback on on what y'all are um, y'all have said so far. Um, as far as the, especially on the media side of it, is you know somebody I know somebody on Twitter um, said that there was two tweets that were interesting. Somebody had said, and I retweeted it um, that um, it's funny that you get more news coverage on Twitter than you do from the regular media on this particular case. Uh, I definitely saw that, and it was funny when the verdict was uh, was being read. Uh, I was kind of going through some of the some of the uh, cable news uh, channels, and I turned on CNN, and they were talking about Trump. Turned on MSNBC, they were talking about Trump. Turned on Fox News, of course, they were talking about Trump, but they were, you know, going in a different direction talking about Trump. I had to get all the way down to uh, to C-SPAN to even see a mention of it um and then eventually i got my way to to uh to uh al jazeera uh english and they were talking about uh they were talking about the case they didn't have live coverage but they were at least talking about it you know and then they had on the bottom of their little scroll the you know about the uh about the verdict um but like you said bridget it was kind of a blessing in disguise that uh in, in a way that the case wasn't getting a whole lot of mainstream coverage because you know, God forbid something, you know, he started getting coverage and, and, you know, jurors are more even having to have more pressure on them to, uh, um, to, to convict this guy. And, and he did it. I mean, you, you go through and you read the, uh, you, if you're following the case, you read some of the details on it. I mean, it's gruesome and it's, and it's funny because, you know, I mean, y'all know I'm a, I'm a huge college football fan. And when I first heard the name, I was like, man, this name sounds familiar. This, this guy, this name sounds familiar, Daniel Hosker. Like, I knew I had heard this name somewhere before. This guy actually played football at uh, Eastern Michigan. And he, his coach was uh, Ron English, who was a, a former defensive coordinator at Michigan. And I remember him getting that job. And I was like, why the hell did they hire Ron English for? Anyway, so it's just, but 
my point is, is that he's an imposing guy. He was a former linebacker. He's 6'2". I think he was like 250, 260. I mean, he, he wasn't a small guy. So you can imagine, you know, this. First of all, he's a police officer. He's a big dude. And, you know, he's preying on these women. I mean, yeah, he needs what, whatever happens to him in jail. I, I won't have any sympathy for him at all. So, you know, whatever whatever happens then that, that's just what happens and that's pretty much all I, I got so Ted what you got well y'all know me I always like to find a twist when I look when I look at stuff but I'm you know as far as what happened yeah he's guilty and 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 that's you know that that's that's we can all see that but what really gets me is when you watch the video and you see him crying and then everybody talked about how when he got up they asked him to stand up and then escorted him over to the uh, judge's uh, podium. He looks at the jury and says, how could you do this? But it, you haven't seen the video? Why he, when, when, when they get up, when they stand him up from behind the table and they, they uh, the, the bailiffs walk him over to the to the judge's podium, he mouths to the jury, how could you do this? And then they turn around and face him to the judge. But that speaks to a bigger issue. That speaks to, that speaks to our society because see, in his mind, because of who he was, and because of his job, and because of who those women were, there was no way in hell that he would ever get in trouble for this. He would never get convicted because he's white, because he's a police officer, and because these women were black, and they were, uh, by, by, his, by his accounts, on the, the lowest standard of people on this planet because they had criminal backgrounds. But taking all these factors in the, into account, in his mind, and rightfully so, there's no way that he would ever get convicted. Because if you look at history, why would you think he would get convicted? You know, you got police officers that have shot, they have shot and killed people in cold blood, and we and we have found a way to find these people in uh, not guilty and allow them to go free. So why, in his mind, everybody's so like so confused as to how he thought he would get away with it? But I'm not. I mean, look at our society; it makes complete sense. We let police officers especially white police officers killing minorities we let them get away with everything we find a way in any situation to justify or find a, a, a reason why the situation happened i made a post earlier on facebook but uh there was a rally recently um uh, an anti-muslim rally outside of a mosque and um was it was it la i can't remember but the the protesters were outside with loaded weapons a whole bunch of white folks outside with loaded guns and swastikas tattooed all over their body with loaded guns. And like they're outside of a mosque protesting. And the police comes in and they come in and they, they build a, a line between the uh, the protesters and the, uh, yeah, and then you had another group of people who were actually there to support the Muslims. And so the police come and they form this line. And again, I'm, I'm saying that because it speaks to the, the, the mentality of our society. Like these white people feel like it's okay for them to be out, out there protesting with guns, loaded guns on their hips and in their hands. But what's even bigger is that the police can come out there and not feel threatened by all these loaded fucking guns in the area. Haven't had been nuts. That's like the guy that was carrying in Cincinnati mm -hmm. or in Ohio. He went to a black, you know, a black community 
and had a loaded gun to carry and was walking up and down these streets. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was a barber who came and said, like, no, not outside of my shop. When the police came, the police were telling the barber, you need to go on and go inside. This is public property. This sidewalk belongs to the city of Cincinnati. He wow. can, he has the right to walk through here in it, you know, as well as he pleases. He said, no, man, this is my shop. I own this shop. This in front of here, he can't do that. But it's just, it, and, and, and Ted, you're absolutely correct. It just speaks to the mentality of the culture we live in mm-hmm. right now. And people People don't understand why there's such a like we're at the point now where we're screaming to the top of our lungs like this is something that needs to be addressed. This is something that needs to be addressed. And you have like it's like the time to be alive for ignorant people. Mm-hmm. It's like the comments that have been on Facebook, that have been on Twitter, that have been in like news feeds and that shit is like coming out and like they're like, okay, I don't have to hide anymore behind the internet. I could be an ignorant ass right in your face and ain't nobody gonna do shit because you don't matter. Mm-hmm. That's why black lives matter. That is the point and the urgency of the message. Like people don't understand that and, and that's what becomes disheartening because it's like I'm tired of screaming at y'all. Now if I came and bust you to the white meat show up in your brain, then it's a problem. But I'm trying to talk to you right now, you don't wanna listen. It's like parents tell you three motherfucking times, like, <laughs> sit your ass down. <laughs> sit your ass down. And when I pinch you, you be like, why you do? Yeah, I told you sit your ass down. Right, right. So it's just, it's, uh, yeah. And, and, it, and it's, it's funny because whenever we talk about the whole Black Lives Matter, Matter movement or, or, or somebody or minority is killed by police officers, like, as black people, sometimes we feel like, man, here we go again. And now white America's going to be irritated because they think we always screw with Black Lives Matter. But, but the funny thing is, white people don't understand this privilege that they have, which we'll talk about later on the show with another topic, but mm. white people don't understand this privilege that they have. Like, they have the privilege to to protest outside of a mosque with loaded guns. Nigga, take your ass to a Presbyterian church on Sunday, you and Marquavius and Lil Rico, and y'all stand outside the church with some guns and see, and see won't you get the shot. worst be down or even worse no, shot you gonna get yeah, shot. shot and see but it, but and see that's privilege that's what they don't see when 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 rico and mark Webby show up with guns outside the presbyterian church the first thing that we're gonna see on the news is well, why were they there with guns or you know they were asking for because they were out there with these guns and and nobody was bothering them why did they have to come out here with guns but then we can let these white people protest outside this mosque with over a couple hundred people with guns outside, and it's cool. Nobody talks about that. That shit is cool. That shit is normal because they're they're law-abiding citizens with the uh, with the right to carry guns. That was like that. It's like when you say stuff. I think about a little simple shit like that, and I know this was a viral video, and everybody remembers that when that white lady snatched that vegetable thing out of that child's hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the first thing the white lady said when the black lady, oh, I feel threatened, oh, I feel violent. I'm like, ma'am, ain't nobody touched you. Mm-hmm. You came and snatched the shit out of this child's hand and then think about invading the space or doing harm to that child because you wanted to fucking, what the fuck that was? Some goddamn snatch and grab, doorbuster thing that y'all obviously set the fuck at home. And, but it's just like those type of things, like that's okay. But you know, welcome to America. <laughs> right. Welcome to America, man. So I mean, we're gonna wrap this up, but I mean, this is it's a never-ending discussion about privilege in America and how white people don't even realize the privileges that they have because shit, it's it's the way it's their way of life, you know. And so 
black people are forced to live by a different set of rules on a lot of different occasions. It's not fair, but you know, we, 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 we make it, man. We get back. We're going to be all right, man. You know, we, we, one day, prayerfully, it'll all change. But, you know, for now, we got to deal with, you know, it is what it is. Right. But uh, we're going to wrap this up. Um, and we'll be back with the Mr. Pride Car Wash. I'm a 
All right, and welcome back to the EPB broadcast. This is the Mr. Pride Car Wash segment, not to be confused with any other segments. (laughs) 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 And so uh, this week or this topic in the Mr. Pride Car Wash segment is uh, the case of Abigail Fisher versus University of Texas. Uh, Abigail Fisher applied to University of Texas and she was not admitted and she decided she decided decided that the reason why she didn't get in was because race was considered an indicator for admissions for University of Texas. So I used my Googles, y'all, today. uh, And I did some numbers. But first, before I go to my numbers, I'm just going to give a brief background. I I think we're all familiar, but just in case we're not, um, again, the basics, Abigail Fisher, um, didn't get in the University of Texas. Now, she went on to college. She went to Louisiana State University and graduated. By the time she graduated in 2012, her case had made it to the Supreme Court. So, and herein lies the future. And, you know, Scoutus is giving their briefing um, with preference to Judge Scalia, which we will get to him as well. But uh, I went back and looked at what University of Texas relies on as far as their admission factor. And so I think it was in 1978 they had a issue or there was an issue. And I think it was a different case with in California that dealt with race being a factor as far as for admissions or for minority students. And so in 1995, University of Texas decided to do away with admitting students based on race or using that as a race indicator. What they do now is called a 10% uh, plan. And so what it is, is if you're in the 10 percentile and above, you are, and you live in the state of Texas. Now, mind you, let's go back. Abigail is from Sugarland, Texas. That's already a fuck up number one for her. She's from Sugarland, Texas. Ain't nothing there but inbreds and, I'm sorry, let me stop, let me stop, let me stop. Let me stop. I don't want to go there. And I'll be going somewhere else, and that's probably lying. But anyway, so it's based on the ten percent. Now, in that ten percent, if you happen to be a minority, based on a numeric scale, you might be given boosters. But it's not necessarily based on your race. You're based on the top ten percent. That means you have to be the top ten percentile in their admission standard policy in order to be admitted. Abigail Fisher was at twelve, top twelve percentile of her school. So she was already below the standards. So that's your fuck up number two. You're below the standards. But you felt like even though you were below the standards, you should have been given special consideration because you were an in-state student or you had done well or I don't know if she had volunteered at the soup kitchen or for whatever reason, she felt like she should have been given like extra consideration. But she wasn't. So here we go. We go jump to the future. Ain't nobody giving not a damn about Abigail. Abigail shouldn't be giving a damn at this point, but she does. I feel like she looks like the like she's the she's the, the uh, sister of Ron Weasley that was left upstairs. Like you never saw her. You only saw Jenny. You never. <laughs> she was like the sister that nobody gave a damn about. So, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, 
So there was mixed reviews from the Supreme Court, but Judge Scalia's comments are the ones that people have kind of gravitated towards. And so I'm going to verbatim state what he said. So there are those who contend that it does not benefit African-Americans to get them into University of Texas where they do not do well, as opposed to having them go to a less advanced school, a slower track school where they do well. I'm not impressed that University of Texas has fewer. Maybe they ought to have fewer. So in other words, Jessica is saying, well, they already don't have enough minorities going, and maybe that's a good thing. But minorities tend to do well in schools that are slower track or are not considered elite schools. So then from that came to stay mad, Abby, because Abby can stay fucking mad. Judge Scalia can stay mad. Motherfucker white privilege can stay fucking mad because I did the motherfucking numbers, okay? So for fall of 2010, for the enrollment of freshmen into the University of Texas, the minority Hispanics was 23%, 23.1 or 1,680 students. African-Americans, 372. 372. Asians was 1,260. Native Americans or American Indians were 15 motherfucking students. 15, my nigga. Now, that's 2010. Their expected graduation was 2014. That's if we consider four years of school. We did the numbers, okay? Anisha did the numbers. So, from 2010 to 2014, the graduation rate for blacks, 65%. So 65% of those 372 students went on to graduate from the University of Texas. For your Hispanic, it was 78.9%. For your Asians, it was 78%. But there was a negative 2% drop in white students, bitch. So what I'm telling you is in 2000, it went from 7,491 students who enrolled and went, who graduated to 7,284. So, Abby, Judge Scalia, use your motherfucking Googles because I don't know what numbers he used, but the numbers provided by the University of Texas say otherwise. I'm done. Who next? Shit, nobody after that. (laughs) That shit infuriates me. It's like what you're saying is black people ain't smart enough we not capable enough. So you either have us, we have to work our way. So when we do work our way to get into where we need to get in, we not good enough. And if we're looking for a little assistance, well, why you can't use your capabilities to get in? I noticed that, uh, what's that motherfucking name? What's the black dude name? Claire Thomas, what did he say? Oh, Nothing. Nothing, nothing. But I'm not like I expected him to say something. But I am applauding all the Stay Mad Abby uh, pictures. You guys are beautiful. Black elegance, black excellence is like on 10 and I am here for it. I am here for you. I love you. Okay, somebody gotta say something because if I keep going with you, because <laughs> I can go on this one because it pissed me off. We, we can tell. <laughs> A bigger issue is the fact that it this case made it all the way to the Supreme Court. Yes. When Texas, when the uh, when when the, when the schools actually come out and said that she didn't have the grades. Right. The bottom line, why the fuck did this shit make make it to the Supreme Court? But 
thousands of other worthy cases probably have never made to the Supreme Court. Again, what kind of privilege is that? White. White privilege. Cracker ass, cracker privilege. I, I mean, it's crazy. Like, this case can make it to the Supreme Court when it's stupid. Like, there's no other way. There's, there's no intelligent way to say it. This shit is stupid. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. You you don't have the grades, but you blame. You try to find a reason to blame them. What about the other uh, tens of thousand white people who got in it that uh, didn't need any assistance because they had the grades? How about you take your ass to school and get some tutoring? And no motherfucker still didn't make it. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's bad, man. I mean, again, again, it's privilege because when I enrolled in schools when I was in uh, high school and I get in, I just like, oh, yeah, on to the next, on to the next. One. Let me go ahead and see uh, what the other schools talking about, right? You know what I mean? Like, you, you how do you fight that? That's their decision. I, man, I, you know, far be it for me to think like that. You know, I, I live in a different world, so you know. In her world, that, that may be something you can challenge. But in my world, you just try to find you another school and get your ass to education. Right. Basically, I mean, I mean, there's nothing else to be said. She 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 couldn't she couldn't get in because she didn't have the grades. Bottom line, what what what's the problem? Why is this shit going all the way to the Supreme Court? And it's scary because that shit could affect so much off her stupid ass. I feel, but I mean, all these people made it. Because I didn't get shows me looking ass on away from here. Like it, 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 it's just it's stupid. It's stupid. Bottom line, it's just dumb. The, the stay mad Abby post really made my day. That shit. Yeah. Somebody posted one. Uh, they had me hollering. I, I think I favorited it on Twitter, but the chick was like, uh, she was a uh, graduate of Texas, but she was like, stay mad, uh, stay mad, Abby, with your pasted pop tart looking ass. <laughs> 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 you still look like a pop tart at the end of the day. Pop tart before the toast. Man. <laughs> like an undone biscuit. Man. Now, Joe, before we get to checking her ass. I think it's too late now. Said she from the Lena Dunham tribe. My what? (laughs) (laughs) Said she like a glass of milk. Man, whole milk. No skim milk. Skim milk. Ain't no fat in it. None. Oh man. Y'all crazy. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess my thing is, I don't understand. Because this happened, like, the original, like, she got denied admission back in 2008. And, like, she graduated from LSU, right? Yeah. So, she got her degree. She got it from a different school. What's Why is she even trying to still fight it? That's, that's the whole thing that bothered me. First of all, why are you suing Texas anyway? That's first of all, when you didn't have the grades, you know, that's like, that's like, uh, that, that's like Screech suing Zach Morris because he kissed Lisa that one time, but he Screech. Like, you didn't have a chance. You fucking Screech, you know? So I, I just don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I guess I just don't understand what her end game is, except for, I guess maybe she just ain't got shit else better to do. And since she's from Sugarland, Texas, which is, you know, one of those like uh, 
basically you gotta if if you drive anything less than like a three-year-old car you're probably gonna get pulled over no matter if you're white black whatever it's just one of those those richy rich areas our good uh friend senator tom delay if you remember the late he's not late but if you remember tom delay the guy that you know got arrested and charged all kind of corruption charges because he took like hundreds of thousands of dollars and bribes and all that stuff that was his area um so anyway so but the other point is because y'all brought up clarence thomas and you know anthony Anthony scalia talking about you know slower track but clarence thomas who i didn't expect to really say much but he graduated from yale so what is he trying to say that yale is a is a school with a slower track Mm. you know so that's what i i don't don't get scalia either except scalia just an asshole anyway so, I mean, he was just, you know, he was probably mad because he was missing out on, on the early bird special at Luby's. But, you know, that's just Scalia anyway. But, uh, I mean, pretty much, I just don't understand what, what, what this chick's whole, whole game is. Just like, you got your degree, you went to LSU. I mean, a lot of people be glad to go to LSU. LSU is a fun school to go to. They, I mean, they kick it. I mean, they crazy as shit, but they kick it. You know, you go to an LSU football game, and, I mean, you get all kind of you get all kind of drunk. I mean, you see all kind of colors of, of shades of alcohol that you'll never see before. You probably won't ever see since. So she she part she probably partied, probably played a little sorority or whatever. And you know she got her degree now, so she should just go out and go be a trophy wife or whatever else, and and just sit down and shut the fuck up. I just don't get where her end game is. First off, so, she ain't gonna be nobody's trophy, okay? If nothing else, she's the prize they give out to all the kids. Well, she, well, she'd be like, like she'd be like betrothed or something, you know, like, like one of her dad's golfing buddies probably got like an ugly son too, and then you know they get married and you know live happily ever. You know how they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes, that whole that whole honorable mention, honey. Life full of honorable mentions. Yes, she's a walking honorable mention. Uh-huh. Your average. Won them participation awards. Thank you for signing up. Something like that. That's what she wanted. I guess that's a result of that. I mean, you just constantly getting awards for just being average and you feel like you should be rewarded or whatever the fuck. Whatever. I whereas just, I don't get yeah, whereas all the other students, either black or white or <laughs> you know, a minority or of other work hard. You feel like because you were two percent under, but what about these other students? So, if a student who had made the criteria, and you should have had their space regardless. But you felt like it was more minority based. What if it was a white student that took your place? Hey, you know, right? You don't know. You don't know. Go but you through. assume, right? And that's it. Just take your ass to another school. I mean, that's life, which is what she did. Take. I mean, that's life. Yeah. You're not gonna be the best at everything. Show the fuck I ain't. So but she went at the best at bringing up this goddamn argument. I just want to know who the fuck her attorneys are. How do you get this far? Who? Right. I just want to know who's in the think room. How? how much money? Mm-hmm. Billable hours. Because when you finish, when you finish, and all this, and the smoke clears, and all this is this is a distant memory. Her money is still gonna get her a job somewhere where she, you know, anywhere she wants, and she'll be living the life that she wants. Right now, it's all it's it's all about. You know, pride and she's full. I didn't get my way. Mm-hmm. Somebody got to pay. Basically. So fuck her. Fuck Scalia. Fuck Clarence Thomas forever. Same man, Abby. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Hey, she popped out looking at me. 
That's why we forever amazing. Stay mad at it. That was the best thing ever. Stay, best thing too. That's a highlight 2015. Bitch, stay mad. Stay and mad. then she got that red ass hair. She looked like one of them mushrooms on Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> we gonna go on forever checking this girl. <laughs> Ron, sister, not Jenny. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she started off calling her a damn child of the attic or whatever the fuck. Yeah. But yeah. Oh Lord, the Eagles on. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't no final thoughts before Ted fall out, we're gonna go ahead and kick it to the next off. And we'll be back with Carcore segment. Fast die young bad girls do it well. Live fast die young bad girls do it well. Live fast die young bad girls do it well. Live fast die young bad girls do it well. My chain hits my chest when I'm banging on the dash. But my chain hits my chest when I'm banging on the radio. Get back, get down. Pull me closer if you think you can hang. Hands up, hands high. Don't go
we are back with the uh, car toys segment. Um, and this time we're going to talk about the Grammy Grammy nomination. Um, the biggest thing that I want to talk about is most of the artists and most of the songs that we have picked for our playlist are actually nominated for Grammys. So we can actually do our own fucking Grammy show because we pick dope ass music. That's all. Yeah, we call nigga. We cold. We cold in this bitch. But. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, some of the you know the artists that we picked were um, Alabama Shakes got four nominations. Um, Kendrick got eleven. Eleven, my nigga. Did you know his name is Kendrick Duckworth? Yeah, you ain't know that. No, I think it's Kendrick Lamar Duckworth. That's Dang. I'm gonna have to look that up because I'm sure it ain't a whole bunch of them. Um, but Kendrick and the Fly Low song got nominated that you picked Anisha one time, Never Catch Me. Um, Hiatus Coyote got nominated, The Internet, which I hope wins because that is like my favorite album that came out this year. Um, they got nominated for Ego Death. Um, Leon or Leanne LaHavis was nominated. Common and John Legend. Glory! Slavery will never end. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> a nigga gotta be singing about slavery to get a nomination right there. <laughs> Glory! Right. But yeah, we actually picked that too. I think Joel picked that one mm-hmm. time. And who else? Yeah, that's it. Um, shit, that's enough. Goddamn. Shit, shout out to D'Angelo for uh, his nomination for Record of the Year for yeah. really, really love. Yeah. Um, man, it was it was good to have him back this year. I've been meaning to buy this shit on a uh, vinyl, but I can't. I, I, you got it. Uh, I know you bought it that day. They had the uh, record. The record was Record Day last year. Uh-huh. No, I bought it from somewhere. Child, I don't know. I need to go ahead and cop this shit for the collection though. There's on it. It's four albums though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a. Uh, he got nominated. Who else I'm leaving now? Jasmine Sullivan got nominated. Oh, uh, Kirk Whalem. Well, Kirk Whalem, yeah. What? Yeah. What did he yeah. get nominated for? Uh, this experience. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I took your thunder, Joe. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, when I noticed that, I was like, oh, that's nice. That's really nice. And he, it is actually, I went and listened to a little bit of it. It's a really good album. Okay. So. He done did a song with uh, what's the child name, the rapper from Mississippi, Dave Bell. No, 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 yeah, I think they did a song together. Um, I haven't heard it yet. But thoughts? What y'all thinking? Yeah, uh, Waylon always gets a nomination for that gospel according to jazz. That shit's always good every year. And he does that. He does the concert here every year. Though is it? Is it Greater Atlanta and uh, and Mississippi Boulevard? I think he comes to both those locations and performs. He has an artist that performs with him named Shalea, but they, uh, man, it's always an amazing concert. Don't he perform, then he performed with Bruno Mars when he was part of that touring band? Waylon, was he? No, nah, it was, um, it was another Waylon. Uh, uh, Courtney Waylon. Yeah. God damn, it's too many of them. Yeah. Whole family. Playing some. This was up. Damn, everybody, anything else? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think like Bridget kind of talked about it. I thought that the um, 
Best Urban Contemporary Album uh, category was interesting because you had the internet, Leanne, Miguel, The Weeknd, and Ooh. Kalani or Kalani, or, but the, she's like a new artist and this was her- Mixtape. Uh, first, yeah, her nomination was just, she wasn't <clears throat> even expecting it. Uh, if you, re- the hip, the, the, the okay. hip-hop category. Yes, okay. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm confused. Uh-oh. Um, I, I went back and I listened to, I mean, they're, <laughs> she's trying to find nice words to say, y'all. I am trying to find nice words to say because I'm, I'm, I'm very underwhelmed and, and I'm not impressed and I like Kendrick, but I, the album, in all honesty, there's just certain songs that don't move me. There are only certain songs I listen to on the entire album. The whole album is not fluid to me, but that's just me. Don't, don't, so, please don't shoot. So, I'm gonna say something that I've always kept to myself. So one of my big things about the artists that I listen to, especially when we talk about hip hop, is like one thing about hip hop is you have to have the voice. Like it's part of the shit. Like Rick Ross ain't you no know, great rapper to me, but nigga got the voice for the shit. And so when you listen to it, you be like, man, damn this nigga bumping, but he ain't really saying shit. And so one of my big things is one 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 of the big keys for being a good rapper is you have to have the sound and the voice for it. I give you another great example is I love Talib Kweli. His voice don't always sound good. The nigga lyrics be insane. And so like you have to have the voice. And I for me Kendrick Kendrick's voice just does not do it. For me, it sound like the Cookie Monsters. <laughs> That's saying like, he, he can't get with his voice. I he can't get with like, that shit. Like, and like he might be saying some dope ass shit, but like I can't get past. I just can't get past his voice. That's how I feel about. Uh, damn. Okay. So that's how I feel about, and, and and I'm telling on myself. And don't y'all look at me sad. Okay. So Tiger just released a song called Ball Alert. Uh, I, saw, I saw your post like on, on Facebook. Oh my god. <laughs> So, I don't like Tiger. He, I, I don't like him as an artist. I, I, you know, it's, it's just not. But he has Rick Ross and Two Chains, and I am a closet Two Chains fan. Like I have a spot. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Okay, I love Come on out. Two Chains. I we love Two Chains for Halloween. Titty boy. Titty boy. Two Ow. Chains for bracelets. Yes, man. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I love Two Chains. But. Two chains verse on this ball alert had me spazzing out. I'm talking about had, had me spazzing out like Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. And Rick Ross is also on the song too, where he making some rape culture. Oh, he is her usual. But I like the song. I don't like necessarily because Tiger, the beat is dope. The change is like off the chain and Rick Ross sounds good. I'm just like, damn, I really like this song. Like this is one of the better songs that Tiger's come out with because other songs are fucking ridiculously whack. He repeats the same lines like over and over again. I'm like, the only reason why you relevant is because you fucking a Kardashian. Like, I know more. May or may not be fucking a Kardashian. Shit's debatable and, and not that that was just yeah, that should have not been your highest achievement in life, just so you know. But I like that song, and, and I do agree. But the I don't know. I'm I'm not excited about the Grammys. I hadn't been in a while because there's not been something that's just like seriously moved me. 
I'm excited. You are. <laughs> I, I guess I'm the, the lone wolf. And, well, I don't want to call myself a white person that kill people, but I guess I'm. <laughs> no, uh, you mean I, yes, I guess so. But I guess I'm I'm on the outside. But I'm excited. Um, and maybe because that's because I'm a Kendrick fan. Um, and uh, the hip hop the hip hop category. I can't remember who was all in it. J Cole. Um, Drake, Drake, Nikki, Drake got nominated for back to back, which I found hilarious. I want to see if he wins. <laughs> if he wins, it's hilarious. Oh my god, that's what that's what my husband said. Like, if he wins, I want to see if he's gonna thank me. Like, I would love to see that happen. <laughs> pity, man. Oh my god, do you realize Twitter and Facebook would blow up, man? Be no more. That man would be, but he would go. I I would, I would hope he would, he would let him perform the shit. He would undeniably be one of the coolest niggas ever if he did that shit. Like niggas would, all the hating would stop because it would be like, man, that shit was cold. That nigga cold blood. I want to send a oh shout out God. to my uh, boo, Layla Hathaway, she for her it. nomination. She nominated in the same category as uh, J- Jasmine Sullivan. Oh. Uh, I, they now separated traditional R and B from contemporary, contemporary, urban, urban, contemporary. Yeah, urban contemporary. So that means yo. Hooligans have their own separate category God from <laughs> your traditional rhythm and blues. Now it's like, okay, she's, that's what we do. That's how we doing now, okay. If your boy Kanye get a award for all day, nigga, I'm gonna holler. Everybody need to get a damn award. Do you realize how many people on that damn song? Man, look at the list. This is the list of people right here. It's, it's like yeah, Diddy's name on here. I'm telling Kendrick you. Lamar, Paul McCartney, Kanye West, Mario Winans. Mario uh, Winans? My nigga. All type of fuck on this time. We need to get a damn Grammy for all day niggas. I don't wanna know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that nigga was still alive, nigga. <laughs> exactly. Been <laughs> alone. Still my, making I, music. I think my nigga. I thought my nigga was the uh, minister of music at his daddy church. <laughs> About this damn book and shit. Oh, some music. All right. Um, but anyway, did we see the slander about Omarion saying that he should have got nominated for our So I box looking at Okay, Anisha's look said it all. <laughs> that nigga said he made one of the best R and B collaborations of all time. Right. Sit over there and keep making cute kids. That's what that <laughs> motherfucker need to do. I'm like, of all time, my nigga. Okay, supposed to be might have been like one of the. I don't want to say the best songs, but most popular songs of 2015. For us, my nigga, I but, don't like most. Oh, is that the one the booty like groceries? Yes. <sighs> Joe, you got any thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying. I, I, I've always tried to take it into a little context. I've never seen a nigga devour groceries. My nigga, that happened. It's time for us to go. What y'all is doing? Y'all is in the spot. Y'all can't even get a word out. Oh, oh man. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, something happened on the football. 
I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to the to the uh, to the award show itself more so than the nominations. Um, that's always the Grammys are. They always usually put a, a pretty good show on, and um, especially they come up with these different collaborations and combinations of artists that you don't expect. And then sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But a lot of times it works more than it doesn't work. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm really excited to see the show more than I am for the, the I mean, the nominations were cool. Um, you talked about, y'all brought up Layla Hathaway in that same category as like Faith Evans and I think Tyrese is in that same R&B category, but they're the quote unquote traditional uh, R&B. Um, but the, uh, I, I, I want to give a shout out to Complex Magazine um, because they they sent out the tweet that said that uh, back to back was the first uh, Grammy nomination for a, a diss track, and quickly so a lot of the old cats on Twitter was like, "Well, no, because Mama said knock you out was actually first." But um, you know, shout out to them. Use your Google's next time, Complex, and you know if you're gonna have your in, your your 20 year old intern tweeting. Make sure they Google shit first. So I just want to get to throw that out there. It's complex. I ain't even. I mean, they got. I mean, it's complex. So I mean, they got a. They got an intern somewhere. They or they. They got somebody they ain't paying for, for uh, for their social media. So it ain't just you know like gossip of the music industry. Ain't nobody checking for complex. Oh, trust me. Like all the Drake stands, because I follow. I follow a decent amount of them. They were all retweeting that like it was just like it was a pot of gold or something. And I'm like, no. <laughs> when you know. say like, oh, like one of those kids. Boss. Is that for <laughs> the, the media takeout of music. <laughs> Not the media takeout. All right. So this is going to be the uh, end of this segment, all this trade. <laughs> Congratulations to all the nominees. And we'll be back with our uh, picks. No doubt, y'all care anymore about this hip hop man? I mean, I mean, how far will you punk motherfuckers go for 15 seconds of fame? fame. Microwave popcorn ass niggas? Yeah, we give you much more. Much more. Longevity, baby. Hey, yo, Dave. Yo, it's been instilled in me since infinite, y'all. Using these minutes like I value the call. Put your money in the bank and hold rank over friends who ain't got leadership skills. I got the sheep in my eyes, so I can't sleep. We like to land and lay the brand away. Grand operate the stand away. L.I. Shice. I play the Xbox instead of fucking with dice. I hate losing the doze. Walk away with my dough, cause I doze. Tracy broke me, and now she wanna see the resident provoking me to pop willies on my bicycle. Watch her eyes twinkle. One house, two houses, third house, house rules. So house take bank, watch Dave Bank. Banner had him on the hawk since Atlanta. Extravaganza, gamma ray rap, I make the hawk snap. Jump back like James Brown, hey now. When the liquor over, we smoking the hay now. 
delegate numero dos I holla out the silent notes and keep the island close to me Krills still trying to get himself together from it No one can quite run it like me I'm on a cutting edge of what's alleged to be hot And when you rock, the just impersonations of me The writer's MC, MP with the V in the middle I belittle your plan, courtesy of NY Dirty C My man, my base of fans is made up of many With kids allergic to belts, letting their mind melt from drinking the Henny And them straight and now types who be waiting to hear Them drums say the revolution is near Are you listening? Are your eardrums open for christening? We got body MCs with these tools While some others play God, they just goddamn fools with it I don't cuff mics, I rough mics up Rough and rugged, yet the girls still love it Still in all 5-0, came to my mic check Telling me I left lacerations around my mic's neck Domestically disputed and you just might get The undisputed underdog serving y'all threat segment this is a pop tune segment where we bring you some um some new tunes for the week um and i just want to remind everybody that you can catch our um bridget has all of our past picks on spotify so you can catch her at uh, bgrs on spotify and you can pull up the epb playlist uh really good songs and, and like we said you know it, it just so happens that and, and we're not trying to brag on ourselves but a lot of our picks were grammy nominated so you know just wanted to throw that out there it means we love dope shit so um but we're going to have our picks of the week. And Nisha, uh, why don't you go ahead and start us out? Okay, so my pick of the week is... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we're watching highlights from the footballs. <laughs> you know how we do. This Don't be new to this. Y'all can't be new to this. Right, be true to this. <laughs> so my pick for the week is uh, the pack bands. Because that shit really does go hard if <laughs> you really listen to it. I love it. I loved it. It was like one of those MySpace hits. Like you had that shit as your song on your MySpace page. You trying to pick dope ass backgrounds with the bands, different color bands that might have changed colors in the change with. 
So that's my pick. It just it was just nostalgic and it still goes hard even after these couple of years. So uh next we have Bridget. <clears throat> um my pick is from um Grey Worm from uh the, the Game of Thrones. Nah for real. Um his song <laughs> His name is uh, Riley Ritchie, and he really is Grey Worm from Game of Thrones, if you watch the show. Um, and the name of the song is called Free Fall. Um, it's from an EP called Black and Blue, Black and Blue uh, Point Two. Um, and it is the internet, yes, Ego Death's internet remix. Um, and it's dope. It's slow as hell. I'm warning you now. But um, it was like one of my favorite songs that came out last year, so... Um, and that's pretty much it. I think Joe. Yeah, I had yeah, I had the next pick. So, um, one of my favorite groups we talked about. If you guys, um, if you guys are new, we did a special episode on on um, on our favorite '90s R&B groups. Um, this group didn't make our our favorite list, but they were uh, one of those honorable mentions. So, after seven, uh, just dropped a new single called "I Want You." Um, it's kind of a mid-tempo song. Uh, Babyface wrote it, um, but the band's back together. I guess as as uh, the quote goes or the saying goes. So, so that's my pick of the week. It's a real cool song. It's starting to get a little bit of radio play on on, uh, on R&B stations now. So. Uh, if you haven't heard it, this is going to be your opportunity to listen to this song. And we're going to kick it over to Ted. Excuse me. I'm, I'm eating this popcorn right here and eating guy. <laughs> this shit tastes like some corn pops. Y'all remember that series? Corn pops. It's so good. Oh my god, I love Ted. Ted is like my cousin for real. I swear. This nigga that came over in iron clothes. We're going to get him a pallet left. There you go. There you go. My song for the week is uh, by Snarky Puppy featuring Layla Hathaway. It's the song Something. Uh, the song is actually a song she did on her first album that came out back in 1990. I think it was uh, it was a self-titled album. Um, but it's a really dope song. Uh, Snarky Puppy is like a fusion band. If you don't know what fusion is, it's sort of like a jazz mixed with like R&B and funk. But they're a huge band, uh, and it, they play with a lot of great artists. They, they play with Badu. Um, I think they do some work with Kirk Franklin. Just a bunch of different people. But um, first time I heard this song, somebody sent me a link, and Lincoln was like, "Man, check out your girl." And I saw the video, and I was just like, "Wow!" Like when you hear the song, it's it's super slow. But it just showcases her vocal ability. And like she does this thing, which is pretty popular right now. Every time she sings, she does it. But she does this thing with her voice, which she sings in three-part harmony. Mm. And she is amazing. But uh, yeah, it's an Archie Puppy featuring Layla Hathaway. The song is something. All right. So, um, guys, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of, uh, you know, we, we're giving you everything from... Um, We'll give you a little bit of seriousness. We'll give you a little bit of laughter. Actually, a lot of laughter. Uh, some uncooked biscuits and whatnot. So, thank you for tuning in. We do really appreciate it. Um, give us a shout out. If you haven't subscribed to us on iTunes yet, please subscribe to us on iTunes. You can uh, just search EPB and you can find us on there. Uh, also, shout out to, excuse me, shout out to Podbean, our uh our podcast host as well um, you know Jack Pertles we're still looking for you so come on with that uh, <laughs> you know we need, we need some chicken so come on with it but um, for Ted for Bridget for Nisha I'm Joe thank you for listening and we'll catch you guys later
with them dirty ass laces. Nigga, vans go, all you lame niggas face. My vans lime green, yeah, I'm flying in the space. Yeah. Never thought I'd be so self-sufficient I never thought I'd be a workaholic But I've been swallowed up and hollowed out And now I have no peace of mind or solace Here comes the water, works again Some way to fill the Thames One day I'll have some friends Bills come, pocket full of lint I'm hoping I can win Some hoping I'll descend And I go down, 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 down Wait for the crash and the ground Free when I'm under pressure Whether it's fighting winds Sink or swim I don't wanna be a messer I just want fight it then Mind of sin Just pain Spit me Too fast Beat me I'm in free fall Free fall Free fall Fall Evidently nothing ever happens and the world is made of businessmen Everybody's wearing smart attire So I'm in good company And then I go down, 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 down Wait for the crash and the ground Free when I'm under pressure Whether it's fighting wind Kills. No idea how I'm gonna get my next meal Few skills, make a deal With the devil if I wanna settle down, wanna build Billy no mates, Mr. Lonely Mr. Kiss, ask for a check, I'm a phony Needs a bad taste, don't go me All I'm already gone, you don't need to throw me Free when I'm under pressure Whether it's fighting with sink or swim I don't wanna be a mess up I just want fight it then Mind sin
Ticket, 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 ticket